One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27 of Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Thank you so much for joining us as always. Today we talk about we we talk about the World Cup our World Cup coverage where we go over the world plate, our takeout round. But before we get into that, we have to talk about the biggest signing in the NBA. It's a me, Mario. I'm going to play for the Knicks. Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. My name, as always, is Daniel Gavertz. And with me, as always, are the Trey Cool and the Mike Durnt to my Billy Joe Armstrong, John Gorman and Greg Dennis. Greg Dennis, how are you doing today? It's so hot in New York City. That the psychomagnetheric slime is bubbling hot under the streets of Manhattan. How many times did you have to watch (laughs) Ghostbusters 2 to be able to get that reference so quickly and precisely? Uh, Well, I just recently, I had to watch it for, for for the show's sake. Of course. Because several episodes back, you recall, Daniel, you offered whether or not a human was ever harmed by a ghost in yeah. Ghostbusters? And the answer is yes. In Ghostbusters 2, there is, uh, there is a, uh, a vapor that takes a human out of the courtroom. The Valeri brothers. They're carried out of the courtroom, and I don't know that they're actually injured. Are they injured? When you're that high up in the air, I don't think the ghost is going to gently set you down somewhere. Okay. I think you're going to be dropped, especially somebody who was electrocuted in the electric chair because they murdered somebody. I sentenced them to the chair! Yeah, exactly. like the ghosts were carrying out, meeting out justice. Uh, The voice you just heard was John Gorman. Uh, Speaking of hot, John Gorman, how are you doing today? It's 103 degrees here in Austin. Um, What's the real feel? The real feel is... um, 206, it's twice that hot. Is that <laughs> At least Kelvin? That's what, that's, uh, yeah, it's what Kelvin told me. <laughs> <laughs> He's my real feel correspondent. Yeah. Could, I mean, what is the real feel? How ridiculous is that concept? I'm trying to determine what makes it different from the, uh, the, the heat index. The, or the temperature. Yeah, or the temperature. Um, well, I think it's because there's a guy that works at the Weather Channel. Probably his name's like Frank or Jim, so, something Phil. like this. I was it could Phil. be Phil. It could be Phil, and they're just like, hey, Phil comes in on a day like today. He's all sweaty. Like, Phil, how hot was it out there? Ah, it feels like 105. Yeah. But the so thermometer I, only says it's 98. Well, it feels like 105. I don't know what to tell you. So I, I don't mean to trample all over this incredible like, line of amazing speculation, but the heat index and the real feel are, in fact, the same thing. Okay. 
They're just Very uh, trademarked by different companies. No, I. you know what I think it is? Is I think like some people were like, I don't know what heat index means. Because some uh, people, some people didn't study past, you know, a sixth or seventh grade education. Not everyone's sure. a Reed Timmer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, large tornado system <laughs> forming on the right. There's rapid circulation. Oh, we got to get there. It also feels like 105. The parametric pressure is down to 2,900 millibars. Um, <laughs> that means hell's coming. Were you guys, that means hell. Was that like a pre-written, pre-written bit that you guys had? Like, how did how was that? What was that? So, so if you watch in, enough storm chasers, in that's season just one, in season one of J- John, Daniel, and Greg watch football and eat a, a food. Um, Daniel wasn't. Ad- Daniel was only a recurring character. He wasn't added to the main cast yet. It wasn't <laughs> until Daniel invited us over to right. watch a football game in his 15-inch TV. Yeah, 19. Which we, which we then gleefully did like every week. Um, what? So what happened was after Sunday night football, we would watch DVR'd episodes of Storm Chasers. Yeah, yeah. and and Reed Timmern. Um, was a was the principal storm chaser, and get you a man who is as excited about you as Reed Timmer is about low barometric pressure <laughs> and potential Rapid circulation. For, yeah, and potential for funnel clouds. Man. Like, holy cow! Like we that could guy. All be so lucky to have a passion. Yeah, and he w- his passion was w- was weather. Okay. Particular bad weather. The worse weather, the better. He wanted a nice tornado, nice funnel, yeah. nice F five. <laughs> yeah. Touching down. I wonder if he like rated his like you know his romantic partners like on a <laughs> scale of F one to F five. Oh, you know he did. You know he did, right? Oh, oh. my wife. I tell you, she's a she's a total vortex. She's like a F five. Real F five. A total vortex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's that was that. So he that what we did was impressions of Reed to gotcha. each other. Yeah. So not a re-rehearsed bit, just old muscle memory coming back from a decade yep. ago. Yeah. Speaking see. of speaking of uh, not uh, not a rehearsed bit, a reflexive bit. What yeah, a reflexive bit, not a callback. Right. What was that? I just heard. I just heard something. Yeah, that was my bad. I didn't have my computer muted, and I opened up a oh. new tab. Okay, uh, I got a little concerned that one yeah. of our old friends was stopping by the show. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Speaking of old friends, uh, we are on, we have, uh, we are, we were for like a minute, I think a minute of free agency, we were on LeBron Watch. And it was a LeBron Brink, or a LeBron yeah. Blink, if you say it like a regular English speaker. Yes, and LeBron James. Uh, decided to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. And then after that, uh, the Lakers made... So I would say that's one really good move, signing LeBron James. is generally considered a good idea in the NBA. It's okay. But then after that, they made a lot of questionable decisions that I don't quite understand. I mean, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, okay. Okay. Uh, JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson also added to the team. Lance Stevenson one is is a bit is is a bit wonky. And then yeah. today, Rajon Rondo also added to the team. 
strange mix of characters. Not enough, I got to say, not enough shooting, right? Like, when, when you're building a team around LeBron James, his most successful teams are teams with slashers and shooters, not a JaVale McGee type or a Lance Stevenson that can't, I don't know what Lance Stevenson brings to the table anymore, and not Rajon Rondo who can't shoot. Oh my god! Well, you um, know, really, what he he does his best when the other four players on the court suck. <laughs> that's that's actually when he's at his best. So we wonder, don't know what we're going to see. But is Lonzo Ball not technically a shooter? Oh, good god, no! <laughs> but I mean, like, you cannot call that thing he does a shot. I mean, I'm not saying it's a thing of beauty or anything, but like, is he is he the streaker shooter guy? No, LeBron? He, that's the thing no. though. Lonzo Ball is a is a point guard. So is Brandon is Brandon Ingram that person? Brandon Ingram, I don't know he's that like he's six, nine. that good a shooter. Is Brandon Ingram a shooter? Hold on. I mean, whoa, I, whoa, whoa! Who doesn't <laughs> say Isaiah Thomas resigns? Oh my God, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas too. No, there's, I can't even no. say it without laughing. <laughs> what? It, uh, I think what they're doing is they're just amassing assets to eventually trade them. Right, to trade for... To get, to get some Kawhi. Right. Kawhi Because they're all one-year deals. Uh, by the way, Brandon so, Ingram, a career 32.9% three-point shooter. That's not great. 39% last year, though, on okay. only on, on 1.8 shots per game. He's not an outside shooter. No, I mean, he's a power forward. Yeah. Um, but, like... I wonder if... This, so there's all these one-year contracts. Yes. So these are all expiring contracts. So my question is, are they going to send them all to Milwaukee for Giannis? No. For Giannis? No way Milwaukee no, I think, I think the move. I think the move is Kawhi or maybe Cousins. I don't, Cousins, I don't think... Cousins would make I sense because he's starting to be a shooter. I don't think Anadokounmpo yeah. is, is your guy. Uh, Gian, uh, Giannis is never you could, Milwaukee's never going to let Giannis go Certainly not in a trade you could, But then you could have LeBron Capunco I, I couldn't even say it but I wanted to And you know where I was going with that I've, I've, I, could, I felt it Yeah, I didn't um, hear it but I felt it Yeah <laughs> The thought was there, the execution was bad um, But like, yeah like he, he would need a power forward and he, he needs one other guy right? Yeah for sure That team Right now, as as currently constituted, the Lakers of Lonzo Ball, maybe Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma, uh, yeah. Brandon Ingram, JaVale McGee, no Julius Randle, he walked and he went to New Orleans, which I think right. signals the end of DeMarcus Cousins in New Orleans. But anyway, yes. um, you know, that, that Lakers team, I don't know who else is on there. I don't think there's anyone else of note. Not good enough. Not good enough. That that's, said, that's like the oh, fifth best team is, in the West. That said, yeah, I was going to say be- right now, easily the fourth. Still a better best. team than the 2017-18 Cleveland Cavaliers. Are so, they? This is borderline true. No, I actually, no, I, I would argue and say no because this team doesn't get to the finals. Well, I no, mean, but what I'm saying is like as far as raw talent on the roster. I, are you saying I, I think Kevin Love is better than every non-LeBron person I just mentioned? Brandon Ingram could be good. Could be, but he's not yet. He's just in his third year in the league. I think he makes that leap. I think LeBron makes him better. 
Uh, LeBron doesn't have, look, LeBron doesn't have seeing... hold on, hold on, hold on. LeBron does not have the track record. He has a track record of winning, yes. He does not have a track record right. of making his teammates better. All right, that's fair. That's fair. You're like, right. he, he gets a ton um, of assists, and he gets a ton of great numbers, and, and his teams win. But right. in terms of making, his, making good players better, he doesn't do that. He doesn't make he, – he didn't make Kevin Love better. He didn't make Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, or uh, uh, Chris Bosh any better. That's fair. But uh, put it, let's put it this way. How this LeBron move to the Western Conference, how bad – does this now make the Eastern Conference? I mean, is there that's anyone terrible. is there anyone in the NBA happier right now than Kyrie Irving? Right, like he is no. going to rule no. the Eastern Conference. When the when the Celtics are fully armed and operational next year with both Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back, yeah, that team's gonna be scary. They're, they're gonna be scary good, especially if they can pull off a Kawhi Leonard trade without losing Tatum or Brown. Can I don't I think ask, they're gonna go after Kawhi. They, they they don't need to. They can so. probably win the East without yeah. them, but they're not beating the Warriors yeah. without them. No I wonder if the Warriors. Is there anyone more mad than the Toronto Raptors? Why are the Toronto Raptors? Oh, mad? the Raptors. Because they, because they fired their coach. They did after winning sixty games <laughs> and getting swept by the LeBron Cavaliers <laughs> for the third straight year in a row. And all they had to do was, as Wilson Phillips once so eloquently put it, hold on for one more day. Oh, my God. It's so true, especially because in, in Dwayne Casey's exit interview from the playoffs, he said, you know, I don't really have a strategy for beating LeBron. We just have to wait him out. And so then he got fired yeah. like a week later. And then, oops, <laughs> he's gone. He's gone from the East. Oh, man. Like, I don't – Dwayne Casey's probably somewhere smoking a cigar – cackling to himself uh, he's in saying Detroit, Detroit right I well he's smoking a cigar in Detroit cackling him to himself and saying I told you MFers I told you yeah Dwayne Casey was hired to be the head coach of Detroit great oh, well man well, no, he won't win the East in Detroit either what are you talking no. about Blake Griffin and uh, uh, <laughs> Andre Drummond are good enough to win. what did they win like 35 <laughs> games last year they got that team, that team is great. I love, I love the idea of the Detroit Pistons, right? Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond. Like that sounds like it should be a fun team, but they're no good. No, it does. No. Oh god. <laughs> they're just no. no good. It's like uh, they have a they have a point guard who can't pass, <laughs> a power, <laughs> a power forward, a shooting guard that can't shoot. Yeah, sh- small forward who's got a too power small. forward who's pretty weak. Yeah. Power forward who's weak. That's true. And it's Blake they got Griffin. a they got a they got a center who's a little bit off center. Well, a big man, a yeah. big man who's not that big. Like Andre Drummond's only like and six. And a terrible <laughs> and a terrible free throw shooter to boot. Oh God! Like the worst in NBA. history. Anyway, but we're not talking about Detroit. They've literally signed nobody. Like their big yeah, their biggest sorry, free Detroit. agent signing right now is still Dwayne Casey. So. They are firing on one cylinder. So to really sum up the LeBron trade mm. is the West is going to stay the same, except the Lakers will make the playoffs this year. Yeah. And the East is pretty much just been handed over to the Celtics. I mean, the East is so, the East is so wide open, right? Like the Wizards must be really yeah. happy. Are I think, they? Well, I think the Wizards are happy. The Raptors are happy. The Sixers oh, are the definitely Sixers are happy. Yes. The Sixers still have max contract room, except they can't sign anyone because all the good players are taken. I, 
Can we talk for a quick second, and, and this will just be a quick aside, about Paul George re-upping in Oklahoma City for no good reason? I mean, a hundred and hundred and seventy-five good re- million good reasons, but I mean, we could say all we want about playoff P. The the <laughs> the Carmelo Anthony thing, like this is insane. Well, I don't blame Carmelo. Like, I don't blame Carmelo Anthony. Back? He I'm wasn't going to get twenty-seven million dollars from anybody. Right. right. Why can you opt in to, to that contract? Like, Thank you, Phil Jackson. Who, what? Phil Jackson that is a that. brilliant. Whoever in the NBA was like, hey, we should we should allow the players to opt in to their max dollar contracts <laughs> is whoever the CBA guy is on the Players Association is brilliant because that is the dumbest thing. I, that is like the worst business model I have ever you heard. Like, you don't like player options? I like player options. I no, I don't like them because I, I like. Let's say I'm I'm going to sign a four year contract, right? Let's say I, let's say LeBron has a four year contract with an optional fifth year, right? LeBron's contract right option now option is a three year contract year. with an optional fourth. So, oh, it is. Yeah. I didn't know I had. That. Okay, so it's a three with an optional four, yeah. right? And he can opt in yeah. for four. Let's say he goes there this year. He does good. Next year is not so great. The year after that, even worse. In a business sense, you're like, I got to cut this guy. I can't, I can't pay him 37, almost $38 million to come back and do even worse than he's been doing. But then they're like, yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to come because I know I can't get that money anywhere else. So I'm going to opt in to pretty much steal, steal your money and not give you the product that I guaranteed I was going to give you when I signed that contract. Mm-hmm. And that's why talent contracts are so uh there's they're so unpredictable i give me a word unreliable unreliable yeah. i don't like either of those i words. i i agree but anyways, let's like, you, mean, you gotta you gotta it's talk like a, about it, you, you know, gotta talk it, about the gms right like the gm who gave carmelo anthony that contract was a bad general manager that was phil jackson it was a bad contract everyone knew it was a bad contract when he signed it everyone knew he couldn't get anything like that on the open market but they still offered it to him and that's just general managers being bad that's the whole reason we have the the current salary cap structure in any sport including the nba is because the owners know they can't trust themselves to give out good contracts so they say the maximum in, in the NBA, for example, the maximum amount of money we can give a guy is 25% of the cap, and the maximum amount of money we're allowed to spend on the team is this. It's, you know, 53% of the revenue that we get. And it's like... And then we get to pay a little tax if we go over that. And it's yeah. crazy that they put in these rules and we as fans just sort of accept it as a good thing. It's a terrible thing. And we just accept it that way because that's the way it is. How about owners and general managers take some fiscal responsibility for their decisions? If you think a player is worth five years, $300 million, then that's what you pay them. You know what I mean? But that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying talent contracts are so unreliable. It's like you could have an incredible season. And in, I think the you see this more in the NFL than you see it more in the NBA and uh, in baseball. But you'll see a player will have an incredible season and they because they want to lock down that long-term contract, and then the next season they come out and 
they're just not what they used to be. Well, I mean, and that, it, that's that's the part where I'm saying it's unreliable because from a business standpoint, as a fan, like that's gonna that's gonna make you a little bit bitter to the team. Now it's like, oh, we're spending all this money on this guy who's not doing his his his. It's his the work. job of leadership to be able to look into the future. You know, like when when. In baseball, when they started oh, signing, when they the started the signing players teller. in baseball to these ten and eleven year contracts, when Robinson Cano got a ten year contract at the age of twenty eight <laughs> from the Seattle Mariners, everyone looked at that and said, "This is the most ridiculous thing that they've ever done in their lives." And it's the job of leadership, the job of management, to say, "Hey, we can't do that. That's a bad idea." And yeah, maybe it means you miss out on Robbie Cano, and maybe it means the Knicks don't get to re-sign Carmelo Anthony. But you know what? The fifth year of Carmelo Anthony's contract for twenty-eight million dollars—you don't want that. You don't want that on your books. And the Knicks had to. And the no, Knicks had to trade Carmelo yeah. Anthony and take back a you know a pile of heaping garbage, and that's what they had to do. And now the Oklahoma City Thunder are stuck with a terrible contract. These guys need to work on their negotiation and sign better contracts. That's not the job of the players not to sign the contract, and it's not the job of the players' association not to work their hardest to get their players these great contracts. Well, that, that's why I'm saying the NBA Players Association, whoever bargained that, did yeah. an incredible job. Because it goes against good business sense. It does. And and, these, and, and and I mean, I don't know if there's just a lot of dumb owners in the NBA or, or what, but, you know, from, from a business standpoint, a player option is a terrible I idea. I think one of the things, I, and, and I'm, I'm so cliche when I say this, I'm so basic as the, uh, as the kids are saying, uh, one of the best <laughs> things I ever read in my life was Moneyball, right? The Billy Bean book, because... He goes over how he completely swindles like four GMs in a day because he's just he's smart and everyone else is stupid. And I'm sure that there are some creative licenses being taken. But those trades all happened where Oakland comes in and they're like, yeah, we don't really have anyone to trade. But, yeah, send us a minor league guy and we'll send out nothing and (laughs) send us and we'll we'll just take your prospects and, you know, pay this dude 35 cents and we'll send him out to this other team. And it's like if you are smart, you're better off than most of the GMs. Like, I don't think I don't think the GMs in these leagues are too much terribly smarter than any random people you'll find who can devote their time to sports. I just think they're right people. Well, in the no, right and places. it goes back to what it goes back to what we talked about, like a, a lot of episodes ago, where, where I was saying how the GMs are just—it's a boys' club. If you look at where these these guys come from, it's, I, mean, I think Brandon Bean for the Bills is a great example of this. He started off as an intern with the Panthers like twenty years ago, and you know what? Somebody liked him; they kept him on. The next guy liked them. They kept them on. And, and that's really all it is. Like, how, how, you know, I'm sorry, but as an intern, how can you prove yourself to be any sort of a dependable GM? Well, you just at any move level. your way up. You move your way up the ranks. It's like, right. But you, you could go in football. You could go from being the assistant towel boy to the next year being, you know, the, the lead towel boy. <laughs> No, I wish I wish that would actually make sense. You go from like the towel boy, then you go to like front. You get a front office job, get you know as a gopher on the front office, and then the next season you go and all of a sudden you're an assistant. 
you're the assistant to the assistant special teams coach. And you're like, what is going on? A lot, so a lot of that is like, you know, if you think of players like, you know, people you elect, then the, the staff and faculty and front office of a team is like the deep state. Sure. Sure, <laughs> if you want to get all political. I wasn't getting political. I was trying to make an analogy. An analogous to that. This ain't the SATs, John Gorman. <laughs> As I step on Greg's joke. Sorry about that, Greg. Analogous to Sorry. that, we will Sorry. take a quick Sorry. break, and we will come back on the other side with the uh, takeout round of the world plate. Some tasty, tasty discussion. discussion with the takeout round of the world plate. You're listening to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Powered by Geeks on And thank you all we for coming back with us and riding this boat to nowhere. We are talking about <laughs> delicious, delicious food. I'd like to point out here that over the last two weeks, we picked uh, various nations to uh, advance in the World Cup from the group stage to in the World Cup, they call it the knockout round. But over here at Chance Pop, we call it the takeout round. We picked winners. And we picked them based on how much we thought we would like their food. We picked 12 out of the 16 nations to advance. We got 12 right out of 16. That's pretty good. Like, I don't know, I don't know how good the experts sh- are, but I feel like we're better. It just goes to show you if you eat well, uh, Exactly. You well. Like, these countries with, with their terrible food. We should do this for... Um... We should do this for the final. Uh, four we're doing next this. Year. Uh, we're officially. Maybe we'll be a little I'll bit more accurate right now. As as How the leader we... of this show, I will declare that we're going to do this for all of the sports playoffs. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we should do it for not even just playoffs. playoffs. No, playoffs. Uh, as uh, as our football season preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. season Come, preview. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a tease for everybody. <laughs> Listen to our football season yeah. preview. I believe in nine weeks. <laughs> Listen to that, and uh, what we'll do is we'll pick our playoff teams and Super Bowl champion based on how much we like their food. Yeah, sounds great. And then maybe we'll do a music one. How much yeah. we like their music? That'd be a fun one, right? I like that. How much based we like on that, how, a band, the band. Knowledgeable. Oh, no, you guys, I'm yeah. not knowledgeable enough on music. I've done well, this. I've actually done a, a Mount Rushmore of music for the 100 largest cities in the United States. Well, it sounds like the, the work's already done. Like that doesn't that doesn't sound like fun. That means all we got to do is argue about it. Guess we'll have to go to JohnGorman.co. Oh, by the way, I got a problem with the Uh-oh. JohnGorman.co Uh-oh. today. What, what kind of problem you got? I'm going to tell you. You're talking Whoa. about Brooklyn. It was a fictional. It's fiction. You talking about Brooklyn? It's just it's a setting for for oh. a short story. Yes, I I did title it "The Rain in Brooklyn." Wait, wait, why is it a problem? Yeah, what what's, what's problematic about it? Because you you ain't There's from no, Brooklyn. No, no I know I. it's it's a fictional. I'm the story. closest to being from They're Brooklyn. Fictional characters. <laughs> the characters are also fictional. Is Brooklyn fictional? Are they in this? Yes. Okay. I, no, I, Brooklyn's real. I've been there. Everyone so. knows this. Oh, it doesn't sound like it's completely fictional then. <laughs> well, I mean, Brooklyn is, it's, it's, it's not it's, just a, a Brooklyn's city, not just a place where mind. a tree grows. Okay, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> this is true about Brooklyn. Accurate. It's not just a great place where white guys make Korean barbecue. Oh, okay, speaking of Korean Brooklyn barbecue. 
There's white guy. There's white guys making Speaking Texas of Korean barbecue. barbecue. Korea did not advance in the real World Cup, but spoiler alert: I think I have them winning the World Plate. Ooh, okay. we'll get there. Whoa. We'll get there. Okay, those are we'll big words. There. We'll get there. So yeah, we'll start. Strong. That's a strong takeout. <laughs> we'll start with a match that already happened: uh, France versus Croatia. Even though Croatia didn't actually advance, that was France versus Argentina. Uh, France versus Croatia. Bless. Croatia did advance. They just won yes. their group and they played Denmark. Yeah, we had yeah we had Croatia second and Argentina first in Group D, but it actually was flipped. So we didn't get the matchup of of France versus Argentina, right? But anyway, we didn't yeah. get the matchup. So we were France versus for. Croatia, right? Would France beat right. Croatia? This is Whoa. this is a no brainer. Food wise, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we need to talk about this. Food wise, food wise, I mean, I gotta go France on here. Well, man, don't don't even well, don't 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 well. But octopus that. cooked in a bell like lid covered in embers. You guys, <laughs> all right. I'm sure I'm, they do that somewhere in France. They, they probably <laughs> took that from the French. <laughs> all right, bye. Except it's a squid. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. The winner, winner is France. We'll save, we'll save time, and we'll just move right on to a match that has not yet happened. Uruguay versus Iran. Well, oh, that match did happen. You're right. Uruguay yeah, beat Uruguay Portugal, beat. who actually advanced. Is it Uruguay or is it Uruguay? Uruguay. 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 I think it's it's too. I asked somebody from Peru how they said it. It's like is yeah. Why would you ask someone from Peru? It's like asking someone from New York how to say Nevada. Uh, no, they're fairly close. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're Spanish. They're They're a South American speak Spanish speaking. I don't think Uruguay. Peru and Uruguay are that, that comes close on to the mic? each other. Hold on, Daniel. Daniel's got something. Oh, oh, we got Daniel's it. Hold got on, I'll, I'll play it again. Dan- I don't know. I don't know if it's going to come through on the mic. That's the person I asked. Uruguay. So they're saying Uruguay. Uruguay. Is she I, dude, from Uruguay? Is, I literally though? just googled how to pronounce. You know what, Uruguay. John Gorman? Okay, John Good Gorman, luck. you're wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Isn't didn't the Simpsons the Simpsons just, taught me it was pronounced just soak it up. gay, right? Okay. That's wrong. <laughs> that's that's actual wrong. Yeah, that one's that one's generally wrong. Yeah. So anyway, Uruguay um, so and Iran. Food. In terms of food, not Portugal. We didn't have Portugal advantage. I have to give that to Iran. Right. Um Whoa. Uruguay. Sorry. I just what? had to say it. Cor- I had to say it correct. No, I'm not. No, that wasn't a winner. I was just, okay, I was about go. to go talk about Uruguay for a while. Thought. Yeah. Truth be told, without looking it up, I still don't necessarily know. Empanada Gallega. For. Yeah. Which is, which sounds great in the Mario voice. <laughs> Agnocchi. Agnocchi. <laughs> Galician immigrants, of course. That sounds. I love that the song. 
Glacian immigrants. That sounds like somebody that comes from like a Alaska. I love that the sauce is just described <laughs> as tasty. Thanks, TripAdvisor. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. That's got to be. No. Wow. Iran. Iran okay. has scoreboard. Right. Iran, I agree. Yeah. Look, Middle Eastern food is you have wonderful spices. They use all different kinds of delicious meats. Can I just tell you, I went to a, a Middle Eastern My restaurant uh, two nights ago. Um, and it was like it was like open. It's like the only restaurant open till midnight. Nice. It was also a hookah patio, um, and and I was I, their full kitchen was open at midnight, and I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna need some kebab, grilled tomato, and some and some, you know, jasmine mm. rice, and I had it, and they also grilled some onions and some peppers, and it was delicious, and I was okay. very satisfied. So I'm going to be. Sure. It's a bit of recency biased. But it was the first time I had okay. Middle Eastern food in a while, and uh, well, if you dig, I if dig. you dig, then we so, dig, and everybody digs. So yeah, I like I've, you know. Speaking of Brooklyn, uh, you oh can go dear. to Brooklyn, and you can actually get some pretty good Middle yes. Eastern food really cheap. Like you can go and get like a giant to go container of just delicious yeah. stewed meats and rice for. I eight used bucks. to. Uh, Across the street from That's where I went deal. to high school, there was a uh, halal food. I don't know if it was Iranian, mm. but it was halal, and it was delicious. Yeah. The, the Middle East, the, what we're saying here is the Middle Eastern food in New York un- City is good. You know, news at 11, right, you guys? It yeah. is. It's good, it's good here, too. <laughs> all, all ethnic cuisine in New York so is spot So here on. is... Uh, I, we're... we're did you just say ah uh, to that, John Gorman? Yeah, I'm Whoa. gonna I'm gonna call foul uh, Mexican food in New York. Oh, I'm from average. Texas. I know everything about you, Mexican food. If, if you oh, go no, to easy if, there, yeah. Easy. If if you go to a place where it's Americanized, but there is great Mexican. No, food John lives in city. Texas, which is the only place to get Mexican food. No, Mexico yeah, well, is the only place in, to get Mexican food. That's right, because Texas <laughs> sends everyone back to so Mexico does my town, that's by the making way. the food. The uh, delicious keep, ethnic food. Uh, currently, we're <laughs> keeping them here. Only oh, their kids. Um, that took a dark so turn. So Spain versus Spain Egypt. Versus actually, Egypt. Spain versus Egypt. This um, actually calls to mind my, my favorite post-game interview so far in the World Cup, which was the Russian player who... I, you don't see this so much in American sports. So Russia starting, you know, almost seconds after they scored their equalizer, they started playing just to get to penalty kicks, right? Because that's the easiest way to beat a team that's mm-hmm. a lot better than you is a play a game that is not soccer. Because right. I think we can all agree that deciding a World Cup match based right. on penalty kicks is not going to tell you who's the best team. It would be like you know, deciding a baseball game with a home run derby at the end. It's a different game. Why, right. why is that still a thing in the World Cup? I don't know. So it, it didn't used to be. They used to have golden goal. And what wound up happening was a couple of the matches went way too long. Sure. And people were, like, getting hurt. And So it, what? Well, then they go too was, long. And it was, look, golden goal is the most incredible, like, golden goal in the World Cup is wonderful. It's yeah, I think. Death. 
I think that's what they need to do. And what they can do is they just add back. another substitution every 15 minutes, right? Like right. let teams substitute one more guy every 15 minutes. That way nobody gets hurt from running around for three hours. Right. <laughs> but I feel, I, I don't know. They I should feel do like, it like line changes in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once once they get to the third overtime, you can just bring. You know what? Yeah, actually, once you get to every, like the everybody third can or come back out overtime session. Yeah, guys who have been subbed out can come yeah. back in. I it's think a that would bre- be a it's nice a new change. game. I think, but that I don't would think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think we need to be changing the rules of soccer. I don't want to be that show. Okay, well, I'm changing um, them. But anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> so I don't. Russia, I don't want something to be called by penalty kicks. Well, are you okay? The goalie with the has to guess where the ball's going to go. Are you okay with the shootout in hockey? No, no, I can't stand the shootout in hockey. I've shootout mentioned that hockey. several times. But in playoff hockey, they've done away with it. There's no shootouts in playoff hockey. That's there's only true. playoffs. There's only shootouts in regular season. That's true. Right. So anyway. The, and they the, also play, they play a five-minute overtime period first. The, team, the, the Russian team was playing for penalty kicks from as soon as after they, they scored their equalizer. And right. they got there, and they, and they wound up winning the game on a ridiculous save. Which was awesome. Spain completed 1,009 passes. Where the average, the, I, average, the average is like 500? It's 380. Jesus. So, <laughs> so anyway, they interviewed the, the man of the match, which I don't understand how it wasn't the goalkeeper for Russia, but whatever. Uh, and and what he they says, didn't shoot. <laughs> that's a good point. And what he said was... Uh, Loosely translated as, you know, we played to get... He actually said, yeah, we, we absolutely were playing to get to penalty kicks. And it turns out sometimes the, the Spanish aren't the only ones who get lucky. Like, that's what he said. And, like, you wow. never hear that in American sports. Like, you'll never hear LeBron James at the end of a game say, man, yeah, we got lucky with the calls this time. And they didn't for the first time ever. Like, you never hear that. And I would love it if American sports was more like that. More savage. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, we were trying. We were playing not to lose. Yeah, yeah exactly. We were, yeah. You we played we just to win down. the game. We played not to lose. And that was, yeah. that was it. Mm. So speaking, speaking of Middle of Eastern food, is yeah. Egypt going to be able to eke out Spain in the way that Russia did? No. See, I, no. Spain. It's one thing for Iran and their gorgeous sour cherry rice to go over <laughs> Uruguay. Uruguay. But Uruguay? Like, Egypt's going up against Spain and everything Spain has given the world. Okay. You know what I feel that this the world plate has taken on? It's okay. very much the final four, the NCAA tournament. Where you got some upsets early on, but as you get closer mm-hmm. to the yeah. finals, like all the cream is all rising to the top. If we're gonna stick with these food themes here, because <laughs> you got like France coming out, you got Spain coming out, you got the big heavy hitters are gonna are gonna get in there. Sure, right. And is that bias on our part? Because I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't eaten a lot of you know, I haven't eaten a lot of Croatian food in my life. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely like, yeah, and there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about three white guys who grew up in the Northeast United States, talking about how great the world's food is, and the three of us eat food. We do, and we're we have broad palates. We do, but at the same time, we have blind spots. Like last week when I was like Senegalese food, I'm just reading about <laughs> it. Couldn't tell you what it tastes like. Sure, sounds good. 
Seems like there's some French influence in, in the Senegal in Senegal's cuisine. As there, as there would be. There's yeah. a lot, but I mean, you got to think a lot of these countries are colonized countries. Right. So in the like grand Vietnamese- scheme of things, of course, their, their food is going to take on reflections of, right. you know, their conquerors. If Vietnam was in this tournament, I mean, Vietnamese food is essentially French food with Asian ingredients. Yes. If Vietnam was in this no tournament, I have they never- would be hard Hard, hard favorites to go pretty deep. I have never thought of it like that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Vietnamese food is About basically what? French food with Asian ingredients. Yeah, it's a yeah. French colonized. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I just, I literally have never thought of it that way. And that is so true and so accurate. Yeah. A banh mi is a baguette. Yeah. It's a baguette sandwich. That's so, oh my God. Argentina and Peru. Good luck. Anybody got any insight into this? Uh, well, I, lo- I I think I mentioned this on the last show. Uh, I uh-huh. When I lived in the D.C. region, we got Peruvian chicken all the yeah. time. So my vote goes to Peru on this. Uh, that Peruvian spiced rotisserie chicken is to die for. All of the sides that come right. with it are delicious. And I will, I will ride or die with Peru in this tournament. These are both stealth food countries. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I've never had an Argentinian, wow, an Argentinian dish or a Peruvian dish that I straight up did not like. In fact, much of it is very, very good. And this is this is really like this to me is a very close, interesting. I match. think this is. I think it's um, the. I, this is possibly the closest match the, in our takeout round. I think you're right about that. And, and, and I want to say, like, I don't have a really a deciding factor. I'm just going to go with my, my gut a little bit okay. here. But it's a good thing to go with in the world. Yeah. <laughs> the world play, yeah, See, your gut you is ca- absolutely what you, you should be using. You, you caught the pun. <laughs> um, per, I'm going to go with Peru over Argentina. Yeah, I think so. It's close, though. Like, there, there's really no wrong answer here. I mean, but I'm going I, I, Peru just because I work with someone from Peru, and I like I smell the food all the time, and it's that Peruvian chicken smells so good. I need right. It's good. So now another another tough matchup, I think. Oh actually. my god, Heavy Brazil and Korea. This should be a final. This really should be. Uh, in real life, this also would have made a good final: Brazil and Mexico. Oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I already, you guys already know where I'm going on this. I am, man, I, if, if we have to do Peru versus Korea, I don't know what I'm going to do because I will, I will eat bibimbap every day of my life. Right. I would definitely go Korea over Peru for sure. Okay. But what about versus Brazil? I, I would go, I would, I mean, Brazil is, del- this is a hard one. Brazil is delicious. Yeah. There's so many, this is really but- about quantity versus quality. You know why I'm going to let Korea win in my book is I, Korean barbecue is is yes. just a fun thing to do. It's really good. It, it's and it's really fun. fun to it's a fun atmosphere. It is. It's real it's great. And you get some friends together, you get a lot of different meats, you get a lot of different mm-hmm. vegetables, you get all those different sauces and accoutrements. Throw it in there. Get that get watermelon wine. That. Uh, I'm 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 willing to advance Korea, but I, it, out of principle, I'm, I'm just going to say I would I would I'll be outvoted here, but I, it's Brazil and a really really close one. It's re- it's really close. No, no, I think it's really close yeah. for everybody. 
Uh, but I don't know. Korean food's really good. It is. It's really, it's really good. I, I think the thing, uh, Brazil, we're talking about a wider, like, palette. Mm-hmm. Like, Korea, we're really basing this on, you know, bibimbap and their barbecue. Right. Whereas Brazil is, like, this from breakfast to dessert powerhouse. But Korea has two dishes that all three of us really, really enjoy. Yeah. And, but Brazil's got that cheese bread. That cheese bread is mm. so good. That cheese oh, bread's God, where it's at. But anyways, no- I, still, I still got to go Korea. And again, I'm going Korea. Yeah. Much much the reason why I, I picked Japan to advance earlier is just, I, you know, you know, we're talking cuisine. It's all about the atmosphere, and it, it's all about that. Eating is more than just sitting down and eating something that tastes good. Absolutely. You know, having a meal, it's about sharing it with good people, and enjoying all the different parts and the artistry and the preparation and all the things that go into it. And I think Korea edges out Brazil a little bit on that one. Okay. Again, Clearly love Brazil. Fair. Totally fair. Clearly, you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse with the red light, yellow light, green light. I, I have, have been. been. It, but it, was, it wasn't <laughs> lights. It was paddles. It was paddles. Oh, you had paddles? I, yeah, I had. They, they gave us our... It was on our um, uh, uh, coasters. Flip uh, I like that. That makes sense. I like that. That's solid. Solid. I don't know. I left mine on green, and, and a lot of people just walked right by me. I was pretty upset. Maybe that's maybe that's uh, uh, coloring my decision here a yeah, little bit. That's a, that's some bad atmosphere. <laughs> that's not quite like right. Korean barbecue. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Korean barbecue, they just keep bringing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, Texas de Brazil. So Belgium and Colombia. How did we let Belgium get a, uh, a, a win, winner group in this? Belgium's Belgium, food. Belgium had a weak group in the uh, world plate. Yeah, but clearly. Belgium also has good food. Belgium has good food, but I mean, hey, I guess I have Belgium, England, Tunisia, and Panama. Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the I world mean, I plate. Colombia, obviously. Yeah, I think Colombia wins, wins this in a walk. Yeah. yeah. Colombia, Belgium, I mean, Belgium, we're talking about what? Chocolate? Yeah. The only, the only per- people that would vote for Belgium over Colombia are people from Belgium. Uh, so, yes, that is and that none is of us are true. Belgium. Belgium. They did give us French fries, and they did give us moule frites, and they did give us steak frites, and a sweet that. waffle, and that waffle. That waffle's dope, though. Waffle's that dope, waffle's but it's not. At. It's not better than what you're getting out of Colombia. No, it's not. It's not. So to move on, to keep this moving. This is, this is total destruction. And that, uh, in real life, was Belgium and Japan, which was a uh, bananas game. Yes. The greatest, the greatest World Cup game of the World Cup so far. Make sure you watch that, everybody. Uh, yes. Mexico. plantains. Mexico yes. and Switzerland. This is not a fair fight. Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Next. <laughs> next. Yes. Let's next. go next to go. Yeah. Next to go. Japan and England. Again, England coming I'll out of that s- weak okay. group G. This is this is an interesting matchup, though. No, it's not. It's really it, not. But it is because I want you to really think about this. What yeah. is the national dish of England? Chicken tikka masala. Yeah, which is okay. But I mean, is that better than sushi? Is that better no, than? It's than not. Anything? But I mean, I just want tempura. I, I want to spend a little time just thinking about England. English food is again. We I think we said this before. It's either really really bad or really really good. Right. There's really any no Engli- middle ground for English cuisine. Any English food that came from 
a land that they conquered is great. Okay. Any English food that just seems like it's hasn't changed much since the Middle Ages. It's not great. I'll disagree so with you right there. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I'll disagree with that fried. generalization because beef wellington is delicious. That's all right. What? And I'll put down a meat pie. Yeah, you meat, give me some pastry dough with stewed yeah, beef and gravy inside. It's, I'm it's, okay it's with that. Solid comfort food, but I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't excite me. And and fried fried fish and fried fish and uh, French fries. Come on. Japan wins this group, but I, I, I you know, I, I know I, I talk down on English cuisine all the time, and then I go to London and I'm like, oh, I love a nice nice meat yeah. pie. And the whole well, time I'm there, I'm like a fanboy of <laughs> English cuisine. All well, of a but like think about it this way: like London is like New York City, right? Like, nobody's going to argue that American food is amazing. But New York City has incredible food. Whereas, like, London is, because it's such a global city and it's such a, a vibrant culture, like, they're going to have amazing food there, everywhere. So, yeah. So, yes, Japan. Japan. Okay. Japan. <laughs> so all that, all that to say Japan. To all that for Japan. quickly go over our winners for the takeout round of the world plate, we have... Uh, France, Iran, Spain, Peru, Korea, Colombia, Mexico, and Japan advancing. That Mexico-Japan mm. quarterfinal is going to be sick. And be you will find out all about that on the other side of the break here. Stake with us. Did you say steak with us? I wish. I wish I was that. Uh, <laughs> I said stick with us, but I'm... I'm Honestly, guys, I am, I am getting a little bit drunk on this beer. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not John's going to have to carry us back I'm, to the finish I'm almost line. done with this beer, and I am, I am not as sober as I was when we started. I'm waiting for you to get, like, really belligerent and, like, stubborn in your takes about food. <laughs> All right, so... Peru, motherfuckers! Is, is this order right? So is it going to be France versus Iran, Spain versus Peru, Korea versus Colombia, and Mexico versus Japan? Did I get that right? Okay. Yeah, you got that right. Spain, yeah. Peru, uh, Korea, Colombia. Korea v. Colombia, Japan v. Mexico. And then I guess we'll go... So what we'll do is we'll pick France versus Iran, Spain versus Peru, and then the winners. Okay. Okay, and welcome back to the quarterfinals of the World Plate. We have some very good matchups for you here, and I am very excited. We're going to jump right into it here. Uh, we have France versus Iran. Now, I think uh, we gave we gave Fran France had a pretty easy match in the first uh, round of the takeout round, uh, but I think this will be a little bit tougher. What do you think, guys? This is... This is difficult. This, this is, is this is butter and cream versus slow cooking and spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what oh. this is. I've had so much incredible food from both countries, and not like in both countries, but just like as as a, as as a descendant of French immigrants, and as someone who very seriously dated a Persian woman for many years. Like I've had a lot of home cooked meals. That fall under both countries. Interesting. And and I man. 
I mean, we're talking about we're talking about bouillabaisse versus sour cherry rice. Mm-hmm. We're talking about eclairs versus, versus baklava. Oof. We're talking about um, goodness. I mean, we're talking about kebab versus duck confit. Oh. Like it's not. It's not fair. It's not right? like I, I don't want to pick a winner. I don't. Wa- <laughs> or as you Fraser, and you would Fraser Crane's favorite dish is duck a l'orange. L'orange is delicious. It is, absolutely. I'm going to tell you where I'm at with this. Where you at? All right. And uh, I'm only saying this, again, based on the entirety of the scope of cuisine. But France wins. Because from sunup to sundown and every meal in between, French cooking is a lot more careful and a lot more artistic okay than iranian cooking now and again i'm not taking anything away like i said no i think butter and cream versus slow cooking and spice mm. and that's like when it comes to food those are the four things you want (laughs) in food i can't think of many other things like what what do i really want out of this meal but i think uh as far as uh like you know as far as the whole package, I think France has it. I mean, think how good is a baguette? Oh, just yeah, just, just something know, just, simple like that. Just break I, I, break so, the loaf know, in and, half and just eat it. And you say that, and and, and yet I think I'd prefer naan over Ooh. a baguette. I, I see. I would not. I would not because I, naan has other things going for it. It's 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 doused in oil and spices and herbs, whereas a baguette is just flour, yeast, and water. So are you saying what non's not as good because it has a, a, an easier road to being more delicious? <laughs> I, well, I it's think get, it's, it's getting it's, more help. Yeah, it's getting a lot more love than a baguette. So is. it's sort of like if Kevin Durant, when Kevin Durant wins a championship, it doesn't mean as much because he has so much more help exactly. around him. No, it's still a championship. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin Durant is non. LeBron James is baguette. I. This is the tough. This is a tough. The, the toughest out for me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think it's France. I and that I again I could be very biased, <laughs> just because I g- literally grew up in that like in that culture. <laughs> but, um, and that you're no longer dating the uh, the Persian person. <laughs> and that I'm no longer, <laughs> and yet still, whenever I go out, I think I could really go for some sour cherry rice right now. I mean, I, 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 I was, and I also want to come back to real quick. Like, if I'm going to choose, like a meal, like right. let's let let let's put five cuisines on the table, right? I'm generally going to go Middle Eastern. That's right. just just kind of where my palate goes. Right. But if you put a perfectly cooked steak, mm-hmm. and next to that. I'm gonna take the perfectly cooked. And also, steak. also, I think like every time it hasn't been mentioned yet. I will. All, I'm also going with France on this, but uh, I think the cuisine. Is that because your mother is no. French? Actually, that that counts against France here. Um, <laughs> despite that, oh, your mom listens to the show. Dis- uh, your mom, despite yeah. the fact that your our biggest not- fan is, is French. Um, <laughs> despite that, no. Um, I'm going. I think the cuisines are. Just about equal. Everything you everything you guys have said is completely true. Um, yeah. The cuisines are equal. Uh, nobody has mentioned French wine, and 
The I was wine? in my head just thinking about fr- of, of wine and, and thinking about the the, the ambiance you know, the of the meal, of right? Like, yeah, if I'm having a meal, yeah. right? Like, an Iranian meal is delicious, and a French meal is delicious. But what's going to be on the side of that right. is a glass of delicious wine from Nice, and or you know, what am I getting from Iran? I don't even know, and and that's ignorance on my part. But I gotta I gotta go with that. Well. I mean, it's a Muslim country. You're yeah, you're not getting right. much. Anything. You're not getting booze. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with France because of what's on the side. Because I can't get drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I think, and you know what? The real the real pusher, like the real thing that pushes France over the edge is dessert. Mm. You like you like Eclair. Yeah. Although you know what? There is Lava. there is some delicious yeah. oh, ch- Middle Eastern mousse. Sweets. Right, but like we're talking about chocolate mousse. We're talking about um, eclair. We're talking about creme brulee. Like we're talking about. Didn't we find out creme brulee not it's French? Yeah, it's Belgian. <laughs> Way to ruin everything. <laughs> all right, moving on. Spain. Yes. Ooh, there's another. These are all tough. I think. I think we can say God, these are all tough ones. These are Spain versus. These are all Peru. hard. That's gonna be tough. S- Spain gave. Spain us has so given much. us so much. A Spain gives you Peruvian. That's true. Food. Yeah, you know it really what? does. You're absolutely like, right. I, I mean, this one's on. This, this goes back. We just talked about this in the last segment. We talked about, you know, the we talked about uh, imperialism mm-hmm. and, and and how that lends itself into the cuisine. And yeah, that's okay. Spain. Yeah, I think I think we can. I don't even ha- I don't even have to go with. I don't even have to think. I think about I think that's one. actually a good point. So moving on. So we have Spain winning that one. Moving on, Korea versus Colombia. Oof. God, is that what did we do to ourselves? <laughs> I mean, we're 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 good at food, you guys. We're good at food. This is yet another look. If Brazil wasn't going to beat Korea, yeah, I don't think Colombia can. Colombia really, not, yeah, yeah. Although, shout out to Colombia again for creating the Colombian garbage. That's play. right, the That's Colombian true. garbage plate, which is basically, Shouts if we're being out. honest, what's bibimbap but a Korean garbage plate? <laughs> true story. <laughs> We hadn't even considered that. So wait, and who who gave us the garbage plate? Uh, Rochester, New York. That is your world plate winner, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Shut it down. The best food country in the world is not a country at all. It's an area code, and that area code is it's, a palindrome. Is five eight five. I don't Rochester giving you such thing as the garbage the be, plate. The be, Kodak you Phil, can't you Xerox. can't win a world plate if your dish is now Jean on a styrofoam plate. True story. It comes in a to go. First of all, that's still styrofoam. <laughs> oh, true, but it's not a plate. It's <laughs> contained. No, thank you. I, 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 uh, yeah, Korea. Korea's, Korea's got Korea the, takes it yeah. to Colombia. And now for the best match of the quarterfinals. Japan versus Mexico. This Ooh, is, this is ridiculous. This, this is should be the really final, right? these, are, these are the best two this teams should, this left. This should be the final. This is the Rockets and Warriors <laughs> right here. Yeah. I, I, in, my, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm going to just... I'm going to say this as, as articulately as I can, and it won't be very articulate. Mexico's food is unrivaled. Like, when we talk about Japanese food, what are we really talking about? We're talking about sushi. We're talking about teriyaki. 
dumplings. We're talking about dumplings, tempura. Noodles. We're talking about no, yeah, noodles, soba noodles though, not the not that right. udon, but nonsense. very simple, very right. simple. So dashi, mm-hmm. ramen. Th- these are the things we talk about with Japanese right. cuisine. Mexico, I could go on and on and on. Several with sopa de lima, Oof. with mole, with um, t- uh, tres leches cakes, with migas, with chilaquiles. Like, I could go so deep on Mexico. And I think that's, that's the difference between well, Mexico here's the and thing. Japan. I, and, and I could be wrong here. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been wrong lots of times in my life. But you've meant, you're yeah. right. Mexico has a ton of depth, but I feel like Japan has LeBron James, right? Japan has yeah. sushi and tempura. <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything in Mexico. I don't think there's anything in Mexico that I would rather have than sushi or tempura. Mm. I, I, I can, but I, I, it's, it's, it's a mm-hmm. preference Of course thing. it is. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I, like sushi. I lo- don't get me. Don't get it wrong. Sushi is the LeBron James so. of this matchup. Um, See, but the- this is a this is a hard one because this this to me just like oozes of like you know when there's two teams tied at the end of the elimination round or whatever it is the group play, and they're like, all right, well it's goals against <laughs> it's. Uh, it's I love that yellow card. It's like, well, play. fair play tiebreaker. And then we're just going to flip a coin. Right. And I feel like Japan and Mexico, t- cuisine-wise, I have to flip a coin. Are you going to do that? Because uh, I, I can't. And I am You're going to flip a coin on the air, everybody. I'm going to. This is, this is, a, going, this yes, is an audio meeting live. Radio. And he's going to flip a coin. I am live. <laughs> I am live flipping a coin on the pre-recorded <laughs> air. So we have we have one life. vote for Japan, one vote for Mexico, and it is literally drive. coming down to a coin toss. Here we <laughs> this feels go. so wrong. This feels so wrong. You hear that? I did you hear yes. it hit the ground? We did. We didn't call anything. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you just flipped a coin. I did. Well, I told you I was going to flip a coin live right, on the air. So heads, I did it. Heads right. is, I haven't now. Seen the coin. That was there, a practice flip. I haven't seen the coin. Something. Heads is Mexico. Tails is Japan. Okay, here we go. Here we go, everybody's flipping a coin on the radio. Is this technically radio, podcast, whatever? It is. Yeah. Heads. Heads? Oh. So Mexico. Oh, that is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking for Japan. It is. Which would have beaten Korea, would have beaten Colombia, would have beaten Spain, (laughs) would have beaten. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Japan would have beaten France, but. Man. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. That that's that is that that that's that hard for me. Oof. Yeah, that was tough. That was. Oof. Uh, all right, semifinal number France one versus Spain. Oh, this is Ooh, this is a steel a cage match. One. That's a great right? semifinal. Oh, that um, is excellent. I mean, this is this is what it what is. you wish the actual world World Cup was. Right. Right. This is what you. I mean, this is what you wish. Like when your your friend or your or your spouse or your partner is like, "What do you want to do? You want to do Spanish food? Or do you want to do French food tonight?" And you're just you're like, just like, oh, "I love you, please." <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no, because it's like, well, either you pick. Well, I don't care. I'll have either one. Well, so will I. 
<laughs> well, will you just pick a place? We'll just won't you oh, just pick a God. place? And that's exactly can what I this match is. Can I go is. on a quick tangent here? With you can't of say course. you yes. can't say what would you like for dinner? Anything, and then I suggest something, and you say no. I swear to God, I'll punch you in the face. I agree. I agree. I agree, I agree with that. It's not great. Or so or is, or what do you want for dinner? Oh, I want you know Mexican. I mean, we could, but is there anything else that you want? It's like, well, you asked me what I want. I told you what I wanted. You didn't ask me for a list of things I wanted. You asked me for the exactly. thing that I wanted. So it's like you can't have more than one best friend. The best is the best. It's, there's only one. Only one oh thing God. can be the best. I don't know how tie. old I was, but I wasn't very old. I was somewhere between like 10 and 15. And I went over to a friend's house for his That's birthday old. party. And sitting around the table waiting for cake, he started literally ranking everyone as friends. Wow. That's too wow. old to be doing that. You can't Somewhere do, wait, between 10 and 15. Wait, hold on. Was, was this John, John Gorman's, Gorman's birthday, birthday party? Was he power ranking friends? I have met John Gorman. <laughs> I have never power ranked friends. I he power was power ranking friends like they Actually, were salad Actually, you know greens. what? Uh, if you guys don't follow John Gorman on Facebook, you're not able to. And he does put out lists. <laughs> and I actually would like you to rank your friends. I think you should do that. That is the <laughs> that is the worst possible. Like that. You know what would happen is I would rank them all and then lose them all. No, because here's what I think would happen with the John Gorman power ranking of friends. He he would definitely rank the wrong person as his best friend. It would be somebody like so obscure that nobody knew he was Sarah even friends Spade. with. <laughs> yeah, it would be, yeah, yeah that's right. exactly who it would be. It would be Sarah Spade, yeah. and she'd be like, oh my God, ew. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then all of his other friends are like, well, I thought I was your friend. I thought I was his best friend. That's but what would happen. To be fair, Sarah oh Spade, she, she's, Stop in, it. she's in my, she's in my top, top Stop 10 it most texted. I don't text a lot of people. I text you guys. Mo- like 98% of my texts are to or from you. And that's great. That's how I prefer it. I have a group text with two friends two that I can friends. just talk about nonsense with. And Steve. Two friends. And sometimes, and sometimes, Steve. Uh, two friends. And Steve. sometimes the fourth amigo. Or as we call him, Pete the sequel. Yeah. Is that two? Oh Zatu, my God! I'm gonna start Boogaloo. calling him Zatu. <laughs> Zatu D2. <laughs> oh, uh, the winner of this, I, by the way. Okay, this is a battle of soft yeah, cheese versus hard cheese. I'm going cheese. again for the this same a, reason. For the same reason, I picked France in the last round. I'm going to stick with them in this round, right? Because I, I, I have had Spanish wine, and Spanish wine is delicious, but it is not French wine. I prefer I prefer it. Spanish wine. I do. I prefer a, a garnacha and a, mm. a tempor, temporino. No, no, no. You're mistaken. Um, French wine's oh, You're French wine's good. I like, I like beer. It. That's fair, and I can't think of a single beer from either <laughs> France or Spain. That's true. No, no. Surprisingly, um, surprisingly, no Spanish beer ham. in like the entire world played, except for Germany. Belgium. Oh, Belgium. 
Belgium was in there, yeah. but America didn't make it, and America, America makes doesn't. The best I, beer. I have I have said that that is that is my new position. People try to tell me about other countries and their beer. I'm like, ah, yes. America makes the best beer, coast to coast. Oh, we I absolutely do. We it's absolutely not close. Do. Not close. Um, Spain. This is cured ham versus mm-hmm. really well made steak. This is cold <laughs> soup versus hot soup. Burritos versus, versus duck. You know. Yeah. Not burritos. Like I'm this, sorry. Not burritos. I'm did you sorry. Say burritos? I was looking at the night. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let, let's not forget about tapas. Tapas. That's what I'm saying. Small but plates. Like, tapas. I love tapas. And all right, French like, food is a small plate. So this was tricky. Right. Th- this one is I hard. This this is it, hard. It, no, it's not easy at all. I and, and and I think, you know, we're talking about sofrito versus the holy trinity, <laughs> which is the, garlic onion tomato versus celery ooh. onion carrot. Ooh, like we're the mirepoix, like, and they're both you, yeah, mirepoix. This, Again, here's here's why I'm gonna take I'm gonna take France, yeah. And the reason I'm taking it is again, it's just it's it's well rounded, yeah. yeah. It's just so it's it's so precise, it's so spot on. Like this is a hard one, but again, it's it's the wine, mm-hmm. it's champagne, it's dessert, it's snacks, it's grains, it's you know the carbs are good, the protein's good. Uh, the vegetables aren't as plentiful, but uh, they're there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say France too, and I'm gonna and for all the reasons you just said. Plus, in a battle between paella versus bouillabaisse, bouillabaisse doesn't need rice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good point. The paella is delicious. And moving on. Love that crunchy, those crunchy bits. Moving on. I think we've already talked this one to death, but uh, Korea versus Mexico. <laughs> I think this is Mexico. Mexico. Boy. Yeah, this is definitely I love Mexico, bibimbap. I yeah. love, I love Korean barbecue. But. Bibimbap and Rocksteady? I, I would, my, my <laughs> vote goes to Korea, but I understand the votes to Mexico. Right. Yeah. This one has to go to Mexico. All right, everybody. So we have our final matchup here. We have France. Here we go. Mexico. The final France plate. France versus Mexico. The final, the final plate. Greg, who you got? Oh, my God. Do I have to break out the coin again? <laughs> now I have to break out the coin anyway, again. Anyway, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to the coin last. John, who you got? This, to me, is... Exactly the final I expected. <laughs> it is exactly the final I hoped for. Though it would have been trendy or cute or quirky if it was something different. But let's be honest. If you think about the broadest, most delicious, most consistently satisfying cuisines that people in the United States rave about the most... It's France and it's Mexico. Well, in Italy, but Italy didn't make the World Cup. And Italy, Cup, but so Italy didn't make the World Cup. Sorry, <laughs> right. Italy. And all of the delicious food we didn't name that came from your beautiful country. <laughs> Shout out to pizza. Um, Shout out. A gnocchi. It's a gnocchi. It's a me, Italy. I didn't make the world a plate. I got the cheese and a mozzarella. You know what? Since we made up, uh, you know, since we made up, uh, made up teams that made it to the to the takeout round, why didn't we just add Italy to the World Cup? 
could have done that. Uh, we just should have, right? I mean, Italy's a walk into the final anyway, right? <laughs> no, you know what they did? They had the they had the quintuple buy. The, the winner of this match actually faces Italy. The winner of France versus Mexico <laughs> takes on Italy. Um, for me, this is. I can vote with my head. I can vote with my heart. Both my head and my heart pick really? France. Yeah, and I love, I love, 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 love Mexican food. It is diverse. It is eclectic. It is delicious. It is perfect. They're, it's unrivaled by almost any other country. I mean, clearly, by almost any other country. But I, you know what? No. I'm changing my vote. I'm changing my vote. Is that vote. even allowed? Hold on, hold on. We need, to, we need a judge's rule. Greg, is that allowed? Is John allowed to change his vote? Uh, <laughs> uh, he came in real passionate about France. I, I and I, I, I what I feel like what I feel like just happened is you were dating someone for a while. <laughs> you really liked that person, and then you're like, you know what? I like you. We're soulmates, but there, I think there might be something else out there. But then you're like, oh, uh, I don't know now because I really like you a lot, French France. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of, you, you came in way too, way too passionate with France. No, I'm going to disallow. You cannot change your mind. (laughs) Well, then I guess, uh, that's, that's a tough call. It's a tough rule. It's a a tough call, but John, did we we just go to, did we just go to the world plate? We did. We did. And and that's Greg telling you what your opinion is. I will, I will carry the banner for it's, you, It's though. like the Fox News of cuisine. John, I will, I will carry the banner for yeah. you. I don't think, as delicious as French food is, as delicious as everything yeah. that goes around French food is, you know, in terms of dessert and the wines, this is another instance of, I think Mexico has the better top-end players, right? I think the spices and the vegetables and you know the the way that they cook the protein and the way that they prepare it and the way that they put everything together i think the edge goes to mexico and 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 trust me this is close and i don't want to i don't want to anger uh the french contingent of our listeners because i i believe our listeners are i, I believe 50 they're predominantly I, I believe french I, at least 50 percent of our listeners say, are french both our moms so, <laughs> Both, both our moms. So I really, I really feel bad about alienating our French contingents. Uh, but sorry, sorry, mom. I will not be home for Christmas. If I'm invited, I'll be home. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think Mexico makes the better food. And you know, I, I'll go back to something that Greg said. You know, at the beginning of this segment, if you ask me, Daniel, what what kind of food do you want, French or Mexican? My answer is going to be Mexican more times than not. So that's where I'm going. So, Greg, the final, the championship, the, the deciding, deciding vote, vote is up to you. It's One a other th- good thing there's three of us in this show. Right. One other thing that I want to say is Mexican food feels more democratic. Like, if it's more accessible. Like, you get at a cheaper price point. I feel like that, I I feel like that counts agreed, against agreed. Mexican And I, was, I, I actually was... 
I was I was gonna bring up the the street. The yeah, street I don't. Food, I think I think I think that brings uh, down. Yeah, I think that brings down your whole country. Food. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's important to have food on the streets. I uh, think that's uh, a huge. Um, I think that's a, a very hundred percent. If Open if America markets. was in the World Cup, their beer would have carried them probably to the semis. But the fact that you can buy a hot dog on the street in Manhattan for a dollar twenty-five—that's disgusting. I. But and it's, it's a, a disgusting, disgusting hot, hot dog. dog, and yet it's the thing that you think of when you think of New York City. I think that would hurt America. Pad Thai is a pad Thai is a pad thai. food. Thailand, by the way, Thailand and India would have made a hell of a run. Well, Thailand, India, oh God, China, China, like these China are might have run away with food this world places. Play. China, really like honestly, China might have run away with the world play. Like I think. I think yeah. the actual oh, fight—that's cute. The actual fight is China versus Italy. Like we do this whole tournament, and then it's China versus Italy <laughs> at the end. It's the it's the original birthplace of noodles versus the people who put tomato sauce <laughs> on noodles. Yeah, seriously, it's noodle right, on noodle Greg, crime. You've stalled enough. France, Mexico. Uh, s- yes. So, uh, oh, France. there's other. There's wait. Hold no, no, no. I'm just. I just said France. <laughs> He just said France. All I said was France. <laughs> I thought you were making a decision. That's my bad. <laughs> I was going to talk. I'm going to start my sentence with the word France. Like, oh, God. <laughs> what, is Joe, what is Joe Thais been doing in our world play coverage? Get out of here. I'm just coming here to fix myself a plate, guys. <laughs> there are no knee tendons in this entire tournament. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Vietnam for those. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about Sorry. pho, you guys. Oh, man. We didn't. Oh. For real. You know what? Maybe next but. week uh, we'll do an entire world plate of, of team. Yeah, the, lefto- the, the leftovers. leftovers. <laughs> next week we're doing the leftovers, you guys. And that's all countries that didn't make the actual World Cup. There it I'm, is. I'm right there. There it is. <laughs> All right, let let me let me Go speak on it. France for a second cuz there's some things that we we didn't we overlooked bisque. We overlooked crepes. No, I, said, I said hot. Do we say crepes? Crepes, are, uh, crepes don't count for France for me. Really? Yeah, like really? I, I like they're they're fine. Really? Yeah. They're, really? They're, they're good. They're not like at the Really? I'm afraid to say. <laughs> Say it. Are you about to say the crepes aren't food? <laughs> is, wait, is, is this... Is this is this the Borat sketch? Is this a joke that you can't okay, get is out? Is this the Buccaneer? <laughs> this, this could be no, a Buccaneer have, joke. I don't have a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just... I was about to counter your is argument. Is this the longest said, setup really? to the worst payoff? And you said it so many times. No, and you said and you said really so many times I forgot really? what I was about to argue. You can't argue crepes. Put a little Nutella and a couple Ooh. banana slices in there. They're pretty. There's pretty a place good. down the block yeah. from me yeah. called Holy Crap. It's delicious. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. That's an amazing name. It's on it, on Main sure Street, is. right? Yeah, I've been there. Last time I was in Buffalo, I went there. Maybe we'll go there Maybe on Friday. Um, let me speak on Mexico real quick. Because, again, street food, which I think is crucially important to cultures. Here's something we didn't talk about with Mexico. 
Oh. Tequila. Oh, my God. It's because I don't remember tequila. I absolutely love tequila. It is yes. my favorite spirit. If, yes, I, if I'm going If I'm going to have a spirit, I, I, I prefer tequila. And it's smoked out Cousin oh, Mezcal. That's right. <sighs> yes. However, I got to get the coin out. Before, before you get the coin out, John... <laughs> If we were just doing this, if yes. it wasn't a world plate, if it was a world cup, as if that would ever happen, of mezcal and tequila versus wine. With booze. Who wins? Who you got? Beer. Oh, uh, um. French so wine versus Mexican tequila. Versus, Who you got? Um, really? Oh, Mexico in a walk. <sighs> oh, yeah. You guys aren't wine do. lovers, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I live... I live I, my no, life lo- one I, glass at a time. I love. I do love wine, but th- there is very little that compares to. I must not have ever had a really good tequila. tequila because I don't think I'm, I'm on the other side of that. I think it's the French wine. I don't think it's that close. Well, I think what's nice about French wine is there's so much variation between region, between vineyard, yeah. between year. Exactly. Whereas like, like that's, tequila, that's, that's you're my, not like, oh, this is a real right. good year for tequila. But, that, but, that, but that's, that's my point, right? Like we're not talking about tequila is something that you drink. You know, wine is an experience. Well, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm going to so take beer over all. Tequila is tequila, an experience that you beverages. forget. No, see, it, oh man, you have to. The, there's certain tequilas yes. that you just drink out, straight out of a glass, and it's and it's a it's a borderline. <laughs> it, erotic need, it needs experience. an ice cube. That's all it needs. Yes, one that's all it cube. needs. Yep. One ice cube, one of those big ones that they yep. make in <laughs> yep. those. You just pour, bars you in pour your tequila over it, and you just sip on it. All right, Greg, heads for Mexico yeah. again, tails for France. Here we go. The deciding vote. The deciding coin toss. I can't the world we're play. deciding the world flip. plate by a coin toss, you guys. We have spent three episodes. We have spent close to five hours. And it's coming down to a coin toss. All right, I'm not, gonna flip, to I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to flip the coin. Welcome to the anticlimax. Whoa. I'm not going to flip the coin. I you did. came in Can real I... passionate <laughs> with that coin. <laughs> judge's rule. John, yeah. John, judge's rule. <laughs> No, go ahead. Do, Greg, do, do as you... Because of what it's done for the world culinary scene, France. Wow. It is true because, like, Viet- there is no real Vietnamese food. And, and, like, look, France oppressed a bunch of people that they colonized and, quote-unquote, civilized. Like, West Africa, you know, Louisiana, yeah. Cajun, Haitian, Creole, yeah. Haitian food... Um, like, yes, that's one of the unfortunate byproducts of imperialism. Um, I'm sorry that that, there were a lot of unfortunate (laughs) byproducts of imperialism. I think this is one of the better ones (laughs) is you get jambalaya. (laughs) This, I I mean, yeah, exactly. The trade-off is, yeah. And I think that's what we really learned today. I mean, or from these last three weeks, is that imperialism really, really terrible? So except on the plat. This marks uh, <laughs> France's second World Cup victory, first being in 1938. 
Oh, yeah? uh, they oh I'm sorry, 98. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1998. This is France's second win. Did you know France actually has appeared in 14 World Cups? That's the sixth most in the world. Uh, Yeah, and they won in uh, 1998. Thierry Henry. Sure. If you say so. I actually know who that is. He played for the New York Red Bulls. He did. He did when he was like 48 years well, old. Well, here's to you, That's France. We have, wow, we have France winning the world plate. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. France, your world plate winners, 2018. We're going to take one more Je quick suis. break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk to you. Wrestling, sports, movies, and more. The Geeks Unlimited squad is always mic'd up and speaking on the world of nerd. Geeks Unlimited keeps your ears lit with the announcer's table, professional wrestling's hottest podcast that you haven't listened to. Hosted by B-Rye and our very own Canadian screw-up, Daniel Gavertz. Hey, that's me. The homie Steve is talking flicks with the aptly titled podcast, Talking Flicks. And of course, this impressive pod, Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Check them out on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Subscribe and share, listen, and learn. Don't forget to slide into those DMs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Geeks Unlimited, taking over the world, one podcast at a time. Thank you all for sticking with us for this entire, entire production. Again, we had France winning the world plate. I don't think they're actually going to win the World Cup. Uh, John, can you confirm, have they been eliminated in real life? Okay. No, France is, France is still in it, and they, I think they've I, got a pretty good, they've got a pretty good right, shot. Yeah, I feel like they're Brazil, talked about they're the as one of the favorite. better better teams in the tournament, but probably they'll lose anyway. Yeah. Uh, John, where can the good people find you before the end of the World Cup? Uh, before the end of the World Cup, you can find me on in uh, the johngorman.co. The dot co. Johngorman.co, the dot co. Wow, <laughs> taco. I haven't even been drinking. John Gorman, the taco? Uh, John, but, that needs to be your new John Twitter Gorman handle. Taco? John Gorman, the taco. Ooh, John Gorman talk. John yes, Gorman talk. That's literally what Greg and I just said. Sorry, that's that's where they can find you. Yeah, right. Well, just trying to trample, trample over the joke. Uh, you can find hey, me Gorman. on Instagram at Hey Gorman. Hey, Gorman. And uh, also Shane's hit up the Instagram that's where it's at, at Shane's, Shane's Pod is where it's at. Everybody, that's where you need to follow. That's the only place. That's the only reliable place to find news about this podcast. Is that Shane's Pod on Instagram? Greg, where can the good people Accurate. find you? Well, this is a busy weekend, Daniel. Yes, it is. You can find me in one of five cities this weekend. We posted this to the gram. You can find me in Buffalo. You can find me in Cleveland. Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore. Come look for us. Maybe. If you make a Shane's um, Pod sign, we will sign it for you. I will be locked and loaded with my microphone uh, interviewing people for the gram. Sure. Absolutely. If you want to be on the show. Don't shirt me. That's what I'm doing. If you want to be on the show, show up. <laughs> I can I be got found. sunscreen. I'm sorry. I got a little toiletry bag that I bought on Amazon to put my shampoo, body wash, what have you in. Are we camping? No, but I want to be I feel like hotels organized have those on our trip. Glamping. What? Oh, I don't use that inferior shampoo. 
Look, Daniel, don't, just because you're bald, <laughs> don't don't have the rest of don't us. Don't tell the people. You know, the people don't know that I'm bald. None of them can see me. Good point. Daniel's not bald. I have a full head of hair, shoulder length hair. Shoulder length. <laughs> I can be no, found. No, it's actually the shoulders is as high up as his hair goes. Ew. Yeah, I can be found for no good reason <laughs> at don't take my name on Twitter, but don't bother following me there. I don't tweet. Follow me at Shane's Pod. I, I, on Instagram, I Instagram much more than I tweet. Uh, you know, you could see pictures of tonight's recording setup for everybody on the gram. Be sure to check that out, Shane's Pod. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you more than we can possibly say, more than is allowed by the uh, FTC. And uh, we will see you guys next week uh, from the road, from the road, live and on, on, from the road. on location. We'll be in the D.C. area. Yeah, we'll be in the DMV, as they call it. And uh, we'll see you there. And we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Have a great 4th of July. Stay safe. Jacksonville, I see you. Be careful with your fireworks. Flint Flon somehow did not make the uh, tournament. Sorry about that, Flint Flon. We'll see you next week. Flint Flon, also, you don't celebrate the 4th of July, so. Canada Day, though. Called the Flint Flon. Brand new, brand new John Gorman single right now cry out of pain again down and bend the knee I hurt down deep when no one else can see I can feel your warmth still numb to the touch Tell me, will I ever be enough? Wanna fly way up high, far away from the dark. But can you rise if you don't know where to start? The heights we reached were joyous. The crash was a little rough Tell me, will I ever be enough? Well, I'm running And I'm running But I ain't going nowhere I'm smiling still But all I feel is scared love me, won't you love me, oh come on now, that's a dare, and what's the view look like from way up there, long sighs and long goodbyes, where the wind is blowing, you told me that I'd never be alone. Well, the road's too long and not wide enough for the both of us. So tell me, will I ever be enough? Yeah, tell me.